Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible, hanging out the bad seed, the broken head, bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad life, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Magic City Studios in the Pharrell Appalachia, right across the river through the woods from where Granny loves when I get her a fresh satchel page of the purple kush in New York City, the Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, ready to drive in some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do, but all my friends come around, fuss, fuss, party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, it's time to turn up and splat it all over Manhattan, should do, be shaking it, ooh. Hey, what's gigging? It's Pharrell, along with Mafia, on a home run derby Monday nighter, 844-843-6879 is the number. To get on the bench, I think uh, Trey Mancini just beat uh, Trevor Story in the semifinal. And then uh, the other semifinal will be Soto against the Polar Bear. Of course, Alonzo trying to repeat as home run champ. And they're at Coors Field in the Mile High City. Of course, the big story uh, was that it should have been in Atlanta, but because of their politics, because of their absurd voting rules that they changed, the laws, after the Republicans lost the election and they didn't like it down in that uh, Republican state that all of the big cities in that Republican state voted for Biden, and that's one of the main reasons why Biden's in the White House. So Georgia said, screw that. We'll make our own rules down here. Uh, we're going to change the rules and do whatever we want. And we're going to screw the Democrats. And we're going to change all the voting laws so nobody can vote. And baseball left and went to Denver. And nobody liked it in Georgia. And that's the reality of what happened. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's what happened, Mafia. You know that's true. Yeah, it is. The second that they change the laws, baseball's looking for it. I mean, we've seen this happen before with uh, you know, North Carolina when they passed the, the bathroom bell years ago and the NCAA took the you know the tournament out of there. It's happened, you know, a number of times the last five, ten years that these sports are starting to, you know, get involved in the politic game and people don't like it, but you gotta play fair. 
So they're in uh, Denver, of course, and therefore they're in the thin air with the high, uh, you know, elevation, altitude. The balls are flying out of this stadium. I thought uh, the Otani-Soto battle was incredible. It went to basically overtime, and Soto jacked all three out, three extra swings. He jacked all three of them out, and he beat Otani, and now he'll face Alonzo. They showed him before sitting in the like locker room or something, uh, the waiting room, the green room, if you will, waiting to hit. They were like, like hanging out, chilling, talking, laughing, and doing whatever. So bottom line is those two are going to go at it now because what happened was Trevor Story was up first, the Rocky player, and he sucked. <laughs> he absolutely sucked. They gave him three minutes. Somehow he beat Olsen or whatever to get into the, or maybe Mancini beat Olsen. Story got in. I, I forget. Uh, who did he beat? I don't even remember Mafia. So then uh, then in the Didn't semi. Story beat Gallo in the first round? Yeah, you're right. He, he beat Gallo. Gallo was awful. So all the hype of Gallo winning it was crazy. My son wanted Gallo. I'm like, who? He's like, yeah, Gallo's a badass. He's going to win it all. I'm like. No, he's not. I was on Alonzo all day and uh, Soto, for that matter, but they're facing each other in the semi. I didn't know who was uh, in, in what bracket or whatever. So anyway, uh, we welcome our radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Mightier 1090 in San Diego near Tijuana. Do you wanna? Sports Map Radio Network, Sports Byline USA, Armed Forces Radio. It's Pharrell on the bench on a Monday night. Anyway. Uh, so now you get the best, what should have been the final, if you ask me, it should have been Soto and Alonzo. So what's going to happen is whoever wins this, I would think, you know, my guess is they obviously beat Mancini in the final. But the Mancini story is great because the guy came back from cancer and here he is in the final of the home run derby as he only had to hit a, uh, 11 or whatever home runs. Your boy uh, story was terrible. I don't even know. What did he hit, 12? And then uh, Mancini hit 13? And that was that. So something like that. Anyway, now you're going to get Soto against Alonzo, which would be incredible. And Alonzo hit more than anybody in the whole thing. And he was locked in and just jacking home runs from the jump when he got out there. The defending champ means business. So we'll see what happens there. The other big story tonight is the USA men's basketball team going to Tokyo, coming off their loss to Nigeria over the weekend. Lost again. They got beat by Australia. I had Australia in the 15 points today on Coast to Coast. I got don't have to listen to sports grid you can always go to a horse stable find one with shoes pry one off and hang it over your door or you can get the winning edge right here and you won't take a hoof to the head this is the sports grid radio network mafia i had to go to the butt pillow route uh, tonight, I had to, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm really high here up top. I feel like I'm really tall now all of a sudden after I put that uh, butt pillow down. You know what's amazing to me 
is the uh, is the theft of the butt pillow at the Meadowlands. Uh, you know that's a ongoing uh, investigation because literally, I never. You remember the one you gave me, the gel one? Yes, I had the same one in my house I, ever since we uh, you know went home for work. So let me get this straight. So wait, you, you got one at your house? I bought it after we got in the pandemic. I didn't steal yours. But yes, no, I'm I, saying, I, I, same spot. Yeah. I know that. I'm saying you got the same one. So my, my point is, is the one that you got me, I brought to the Meadowlands. Right. And it's gone. Like someone stole it. Like how much of a loser do you have to be? <laughs> steal somebody's butt pillow i mean honestly like so i have i have two of them now at my crib they're different though they're they're like hard pillow like butt pillows they're not gel ones they're they're like Mm -hmm. an actual hot like it's like a hard you know sponge or whatever anyway uh the 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 one that i brought right but the one that i brought there originally is gone somebody stole it so nice job. I mean, that, that's just fantastic. Someone stole that thing. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, really? So that, that's gone. And, and so what happens is, is that I sit on the, um, you know, I got to get comfortable here, man. I'm a mess. So anyway, uh, I sit on this, this chair. Uh, let's just get down to business. I'm not going to sit here and act like this is anyone's fault or, I'm not blaming anybody. Can I be clear? I'm not blaming anybody. I don't care. It's not that big of a deal. It's it's just absolutely non non discussion. It's just this is just I'm throwing this out there as a just as a problem for my ass. Okay. So what happened is is that I've had over the years, as you know, Mafia, you love this story. I've had four ass surgeries over the course of uh, whatever, the last 15 years, something like that. Uh, so anyway, my uh, thank God for my grandfather, uh, Lauren. He gave these to me uh, via my dad. My dad gave it to me, obviously. Genetics uh, speaks volumes. So uh, back in the day, Howard Stern and I both had fissures, fistulas. They're uh, just a problem. And so... I got him because of my grandpa and my dad, right? So I got him, and when I got him, I got him really bad. And so what happens is they uh, they have to fix them. They they don't just heal. They don't um, they don't just naturally get better or anything like that. You have to have them repaired. And uh, so I had them repaired, and then it broke, and it I had to do it again, and then it broke again, and I had to do it again. And by the fourth time, I changed doctors. I'm like, bro, you suck. <laughs> And I changed doctors. And then finally I got a doctor. They got it right. And so the fourth time I did it, they fixed it. So over the years, I've just had a tremendous problem (laughs) with my arse. And I've had to uh, keep an eye on it, right? Uh, Ever since that guy, the fourth guy fixed it, the fourth surgery fixed it. I haven't had a problem. And I've had, you know, due to family issues or whatever i've had to do you know multiple forelinoscopies and as you know august 19th i go back for my annual psa and prostate exam which is always a very pleasant experience and 
Uh, I got to tell you, it's very <clears throat> inviting. <clears throat> and all I know is uh, I've had just all of these things done in my garage door. And so it's a very uh, insecure area, if you will. I'm just not interested in uh, getting graphic about it. I'm just telling you, I have to, at some point or another, sit on comfortable seats. And at the Meadowlands, we just are not afforded that opportunity. Uh, we have like mafia. Just admit it; they're like steel. Are they? Are they not like steel seats? Yeah, the padding on those has definitely been gone for probably a couple of years. They're like just rock hard. They're literally like cement. Are they not? Yes, they are very hard. Uh, two hours on there is uh, rough on the keister. Okay, so I sat on it today for two hours, and I got home when I sat in this chair tonight to do the show. I couldn't even sit down. I was like, I went to break, and I go, oh, man, Jesus, I got to get a, a butt pillow. My ass hurts. <laughs> and I, I literally have sore arse cheeks. Like, my total muscles in my butt are just completely just shot from these these steel chairs, steel wheels, <laughs> Rolling Stones chairs. They're awful. So I, I actually have a like butt injury. I have two very sore, uh, you know, pillows back there and it's just not a good scene. So I just had to revert to the butt pillow mafia. I have not used the butt pillow in an, uh, a number of months. I, the last time I used it, it was upstairs in uh, choppers room and I was broadcasting upstairs for i guess about 13 months how long do you think i've been down in the uh in magic city studios two or three months yeah two and a half i'd say okay so for two and a half months i've been down here and i've had no problems and i have not needed a butt pillow but tonight of all nights the, the home run derby night I had, suffice it to say, I had to resort to the butt pillow maneuver. I had to go to the bullpen, the butt pen. Mafia knows when I have to go to the butt pen, it's a problem. I went to the butt pen and I brought in the reliever. I brought in the butt pillow. I'll show them the pillow just so fans can see it on the YouTube broadcast. This is the butt pillow. And it even has like a little area for your onions here. Ah! I don't want to swear, but what the bleep are you doing, dude? Oh, God. I got to just fix it. Such a mess. Ugh. So now I've got it uh, in Damn place. It. I'm too old to care about what other people think of me. Did that sound cool? I have a massive problem going on right now. I'm it. I may not even be able to, like, who knows what it's going to be like tomorrow working out. I may not be able to, uh, my, my keister sore. God, I, I may have to bring it to work, Mafia, tomorrow. Do you think I bring enough stuff to work? I bring enough stuff already, don't I? I got, like, 15 bags with me. I'm surprised you haven't brought one yet already because you were claiming, you know, last week you were kind of sitting... You know, on one cheek, going back and forth, because you were upset about how much it was hurting. So I'm surprised you didn't bring anything yet to try to improve your condition during the show. Well, I'm concerned about bringing it because the last one got stolen. Who, who in their right mind, like, went through the, you know, our cases or whatever you call those things, those cabinets, those giant cabinets, who went through there and decided that they would steal my gel butt pillow? 
Men don't do things just to do them, okay? We're busy running the world, providing for our families, exactly. all right? We need stakes. If there's no stakes, what's the point? What kind of dork steals your butt pillow? I mean, honestly, I think we have to open up a full-scale investigation, Mafia. You have to bring There'll be a full your... fingerprinting of the cabinets tomorrow, I assure you. You have to call your people that we hire once in a while to do errands. We need we need a backup. We need butt pillow backup. We're gonna have to bring people in to investigate who stole my jello butt pillow, leaving me with an injured arse. My butt hurts and I can't even sit down. Jesus. I'm not even kidding. I sat down for like five minutes to start the show. I was in agony. Oh my God, your boy Alonzo jacking shots. with people. Everybody expects every team in the effing league to win the Super Bowl. One team wins. The rest of them lose. No two for you. How about that? One last indignity. So, Mafia, what do you think they do uh, in terms of in-game on this home run derby right now that it's Alonzo and Mancini for the world? Uh, it's Alonzo's minus 550 to win it. And then, you know, I, I don't know. Is there – does he have to lay anything? He just, he just has to win it. Let's see. There, here's the – Just has to win it. Just a money line. Really? That's all they got? Wow. Well, there's no way you could bet against him. You know what I mean? Like, do, could you really bet against Alonzo against uh, Mancini? There's no way Mancini can hit that many home runs against this guy. He's too big, too strong, got too much left. And I think Mancini uh, will – my guess is he just can't uh, knock that many more out. No, I agree with you. And Alonzo's just crushing it. It's like effortless for him. You know, with his size and the thin air, he's just destroying balls. He still had like a minute left on his thing and, you know, beat his opponent. He could have sat back there and hit another 10 of them. But still, you know, he hit the most in round two. He hit the most in round one by, you know, far over everyone, four more than Soto. Hit the most in round two and still had a minute left. And then now he's going to be going in this last one against Mancini and, you know, he's going to crush him. Sorry. Nice nice story there, Mancini, but uh, go back to your crappy team in Baltimore, and uh, yeah. So, um, your boy, uh, Ken Griffey Jr., was just uh, out there. He looked like he gained about 40 pounds since he quit playing. Oh, my God. Looks like he hasn't hit the gym. Anyway... Uh, so he had 35 home runs to defeat uh, Perez and then 16 to de- defeat Soto. Mancini, 24 and 13 in his wins. I don't know. 
I mean, this guy, uh, you know, it's a great story that he uh, came back from cancer. And it, I think it's really cool and everything. But I've never really ever considered him. I mean, I know the guy can hit home runs, but I don't consider him a home run hitter at all. And this guy, Polar Bear, is no joke. I mean, he just rips home runs. Now, I'm sure this guy's going to hit some home runs. And he's going to rack a few out there, obviously. But do you really? I mean, honestly, I just, I don't know how you hang with this guy. Yeah, it's just not happening. I mean, I'm looking at, he hit 35 in 2019, 24 each in 2017, 2018. So, I mean, the 20s, all right, whatever. We get to 38, that's at, I mean, 35, that's a serious number. But still, it's it's not what is going to be even competitive with this guy. Like we said, Polar Bear in this thin air is just crushing it effortlessly. All right, so, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I mean, obviously, I have it on, and... I watched it and everything, but I got to be honest. It's because it's such an awful week of sports. Right, in my right, view, there's nothing else. Th- there's nothing else on. And I got to be honest. I had it on like my phone, but I was watching. Uh, I was watching other things. So Gunner had me on. He's had me watch all these Marvel movies one by one. I've watched everything. <laughs> Now, listen, my, my wife I, had me I'm do that. Wife. We did all the movies and now we're going through the TV shows. Okay, so I've watched, listen to this. I've watched, oh, wait, that's you. I got to get his up here. Here it is. I've watched these shows already Captain America, the first Avenger, then Avengers, then Captain America, Winter Soldier. Then Falcon and the Winter Soldier show, which was six episodes. And now I just watched Thor. And now I have to watch Thor, the Dark World. And then Thor, Ragnarok. And then the Loki show, which is six episodes. So I I promised him that I would watch all these shows, these Marvel shows. He's having you do it in order of character. We did it like in order of how they go in the timeline, like from actual when they occur. So it was even right. further back than that. And you've watched all those too? Not everything. We're in the we're we've watched all the movies and we're through about two thirds of the shows. I mean even like the ones on Netflix that aren't really connected but still a part of it. And then eventually we'll get into you know, we've already watched uh WandaVision and then Falcon the Winter Soldier. That's what started the whole T V kick of Marvel. We haven't touched Loki yet, though, until we catch up to all these other ones. Okay, so I watched, um, I I watched WandaVision, and I gave up on it. I thought it sucked. Yeah, that's not your type of show. You're not you're not into the sitcoms. You know, they like it plays homage to all the sitcoms. That's definitely not the kind of shows you watch. And it was more of like the emotional, you know, not the. Kick-ass Marvel stuff. Not like, hey, let's save the world. It's like all the turmoil she's going through, which is definitely touchy-feely stuff is not your forte for sure. Yeah, I was, you know, with the neighbor acting all weird and uh, just the whole thing just didn't do it for me. So I I watched, uh, I gave up on it. I just turned it off. I'm like, I watched like, you know, two or three episodes and I, I was like, this show sucks. I'm out. 
Like, I can only take so much before I just cancel it. I'm just done. I'm like, this movie sucks. I'm out. This show sucks. I'm out. You know what really sucked for me? I got to be honest, is that uh, Animal Kingdom, because uh, did you watch the sneak peek? Yeah, I did. So then this week when it came the actual first episode, I'm like, well, I already saw this, so this is useless. It was the same show. Right. They just played the first episode. The sneak peek was the whole first episode. It wasn't like, oh, let's give you five minutes and get you excited. It's like, hey, let's give you the whole hour, which makes then the premiere episode useless because you already watched why it. Would I don't they, know why they do that. Why in God's name did they do that? I was so disappointed because I liked it, but I didn't like it twice. Yeah, you're definitely not rewatching it. I, it was awful. It ruined my Sunday night. I was just like, I'm out of here. This sucks. I'm not watching this twice. And then it was so bad. Like, television was so bad last night. And I've watched every movie, every show, every series, every, you know, season of everything. I've watched, I've literally watched everything. There's nothing I haven't seen. And when I ran out of shows on Hulu, Prime, and Netflix, it is over. I have to, like, take a break from that for a while because... I've seen everything, so I have nothing left to see. So I, I have to ask you, did you watch the uh, Sex Life yet that I told you to watch? No, I haven't, because like I said, we've been stuck in the, this whole Marvel thing, so I haven't gotten to that yet. Uh, believe me. So the Marvel thing is cool, and I've seen all those, and they're great, and they're, they're crazy, and they're violent and wild and all that. But it's nothing compared to that sex life. I mean, to tell you, that'll just, that one, that one. And, and, you know, there's been, you've seen the reviews, right? That everybody's talking about it. It was the number one show. It's got the most fans. It's got the most viewers. It's got the most, everyone streams. Everybody's watching it. It's the craziest show. So I watched it and I was just blown away by the show. Blown away. I mean, I was done with it in two days. That's how good it was. It was like, I got to watch every episode. Boom, done. And that was it. It was like so kick-ass that you're just like, done. Thanks. I watched every one of them. And then I watched them with 34C, right? And it was, I mean, it was like porno. Just just so we're, so we're clear. I just want to be clear about it. It was porno. It was like, it was the most unbelievable show about basically, you know, cheating. And uh, it'll drive you nuts. Like, I was watching it, and I was like, I was getting mad. Like, I, you know, I'm sitting there watching it, I was getting mad. And then not only that, like, I mean, just, you have to have some serious stones to watch it with your, with your wife. Because, I mean... It took all of about 30 seconds before my wife was like, oh, I'd sleep with him. <laughs> I was I was thrown to the wolves immediately with the uh, guy that's on this show. And then, I mean, I think every girl in the world, forget about North America, every girl in the world wants to sleep with him. It was just, I was finished immediately. I was like, what do you think of him? And she's like, well, listen, um, I'd leave you in 30 seconds for him. <laughs> I was like, it was awful. And then he was such a better lover than me. And I thought I was good until I saw this guy working his magic. I mean, it was almost, it was embarrassing. It was awful. And every episode, that's all it is, is crazy. It's crazy. 
And when you watch it, you're just like, I'm such a loser. <laughs> I'm so awful. I have no skills. I thought I had them all, and I have nothing. It's just awful. I thought I was like, you know, Don Juan over here. And then you find out how little you are, uh, how little skill you actually have when you watch that show. You won't believe it. We're going to talk to KW next. Kevin Walsh about the NBA Finals and about how bad the USA men's basketball team sucks. They lost again. They lost to Australia tonight. They lost to Nigeria over the weekend. You don't have to listen to Sports Grid. You can always go downtown. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Scour the sidewalks, find a penny, and pick it up. Or you can get the winning edge right here. And you won't get Tommy. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. I mean, this guy, Alonzo, is just jacking home runs one after the next. I mean, literally every pitch he hits out. Oh, he finally hit one, a pop-up. That's the first one that's a pop-up. It's not going out. But uh, so what's the deal? Oh, Mancini uh, hit 22. And I, I don't even know. Like, oh, so... Uh, what's he got left, Mavi? I don't understand the clocks. I can't even keep up with it. I don't even care. So because it's all thick. Like they would say, oh, this is the time they have left. And then you see the little star, like 30 second bonus. And these guys are going to get like another minute to two minutes every round. It's ridiculous. But tell us what they actually have. Yeah, I can't, I can't keep track of it all. Uh, KW is with us. Uh, Kevin Walsh uh, back on the bench. And you can see him on the early line. He's on uh, everything, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM. He's a badass. All right, so uh, Mafia, I heard him talking about you getting all working up with uh, Gabe. What were you guys? What were you guys fighting about with the uh, regards to the fight? Like, what was the? What was that about? It was all about when McGregor peaked, because that's all, you know, I guess after the loss, a lot of people perhaps reflecting on the McGregor career. And Gabe just said that McGregor's peak was Jose Aldo, which is wrong. It, that was not the peak. The peak was Eddie Alvarez when he became the first ever simultaneous two-weight champion. Ask Mafia. He's the resident MMA expert here. When did McGregor peak, Mafia? I mean, you got to say, uh, like, the Aldo knockout was flashy. It was awesome. But, yeah, you become the first guy to ever hold two belts in the UFC in two different divisions. That's got to be the peak. Well, I said uh, I said on the air today, and, and I, you know, no disrespect to anybody's opinion on this. I don't want to – I'm not interested in uh, some kind of uh, MMA argument. I, I really don't give a rat's ass. But I said the same thing. Uh, I said it on Coast to Coast. I was like, the last time that guy mattered – was when he had both belts. He he was the, the double the champ champ. He had two belts, and his window has long since been closed. I will give him the fact that he sells more pay per views than anybody and makes more money than anybody. Uh, he's made a whatever half a billion dollars, but I have no reason to understand why. I, I will never you know just because. Just because he can talk crap about people, he gets paid more money than everyone in the UFC. Meanwhile, he sucks. 
He loses every time he fights now. He hasn't won in seven fights. I mean, Christ almighty, there's chicks that are better than him that are more appealing to watch fight. I mean, honestly, uh, the only fight left for him, KW, in my opinion, is Diaz, and then mm. he should just pack it in. You know, it's it's really interesting. I, I think in terms of whether or not McGregor matters, like the star power, he's the biggest star in the history of the sport, and it's not even close. And most of the other stars are basically people that just became stars because they fought him, Khabib, Diaz, Poirier. Ultimately, though, if you're Dana White, I mean, Dana tried to basically say Connor might get a title shot his next fight back if the champion is Poirier, because he's that kind of a draw. But it's absolutely fair to wonder what's next in his career. Because, first of all, losing to Khabib isn't embarrassing. He lasted longer than Poirier. He lasted longer than Justin Gaethje. He legitimately won a round off of Khabib Nurmagomedov, who might actually be the greatest fighter of all time. The Poirier fight, the first or the second Poirier fight, was obviously interesting. He won the first round, but then his leg fell apart. And then his leg really fell apart, obviously, and legitimately snapped there. He was likely going to lose that fight, it looked like, but he also lost the opening round in that Chad Mendez fight. I definitely think a lot of the steam, though, left the McGregor train when he did lose in the way that he did this go-around to Poirier. We'll have to see, though. A Diaz trilogy, depending on where it is, it'll still be a way bigger fight than Poirier against Charles Oliveira. You mean if he fights Poirier again? If he fights... it, Like, this is the thing, right? If, if he fights... If his next fight is Nate Diaz, right? No matter how yeah. much steam McGregor's lost, it's still a way bigger fight than Dustin oh, yeah. Poirier's upcoming yeah. title fight. And that's uh, the right, problem that the UFC has. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. So I was watching Alonzo when you said it. I didn't know if you meant Poirier or if you meant Diaz. Because yeah. I said to you, Diaz is the only fight left for him. Uh, I mm -hmm. want to see that because I, I think that's the greatest rivalry I think I've ever seen in the UFC. That Those dudes like literally hate each other's guts and the fights were so violent and bloody mm -hmm. and kick-ass and the trash talking was so kick-ass and the whole water bottle throwing and all the rest it was so yeah. awesome and then there's such a, a distaste for one another that i think it's fantastic by the way uh, alonzo just repeated his uh the home run derby champ uh you know i said today i was with uh, cousin sal i said i was taking him to repeat because he's just such a badass, and he did it again. He cruised, man. I mean, he looked like every single round, he was just ready as, as to go, as fresh as could be. When we were doing in-play sports tonight, and he was already through, you know, we didn't know when Otani and Soto back and forth, and we were trying to figure out, going into the next round, if Otani would have got past Soto... Like, I think Alonzo would have still moved to the favorite over Shohei. And I'll tell you this, uh, you know, they showed all, all night long, Griffey's got three of them. I expect Pete Alonzo to be back at this event next year. I think he's going to look to three Pete, and I can't imagine a world in which he's not the favorite to win this thing next go-around as well. I mean, why not go for more than three? I mean, it's easy money. He goes out and hits all those home runs and, and wins a million bucks. <laughs> and it's honestly, I mean, he only gets paid so much money to play for the Mets. That is just easy money. And, you know, he goes out there, has fun, laughing, drinking Gatorade, hitting home runs. Everybody's on their knees for this guy, treating him like he's King Kong. And then he wins it again. It's just, I mean, it's the easiest money ever. That's Floyd Mayweather money. 
That's like, you know, I'm going to get paid $100 million to do eight rounds of exhibition with no judges' money. <laughs> the Floyd stuff's bananas. I think they said Pete made more money tonight than his actual full season that he'll make this year for the Mets, the contract, because he's still on those nonsense rookie deals. So, yeah, I think Pete will do a home run derby every weekend if you're going to keep giving him a million dollars to run away with this thing. So what did you think of uh, the... Team USA losing oh again gosh. tonight oh to Australia. Gosh. I took the 15 uh, today on Coast to Coast. I took Australia in the 15 because they looked like crap against Nigeria. They look like a team to me that just doesn't care. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, look, you lose to Nigeria. You're not pet. You're not focused. You're not paying attention. I can maybe overlook that, even if you're thirty point favorites. But now that you've lost, you've embarrassed yourselves. You're supposed to come out and show up. And Australia is a legitimately good roster that should command your attention. And you just what? No show the game. I, I got a text from Coach James Young. Told me because I was you know we're so locked into the home run derby. Team USA scored one point in the final five minutes of this basketball game. Where's KD? Where's Dame? Where's Beal? Where are the buckets on this team? What's going on? I mean, the defense is struggling, but there should be instant offense here. They should be able to outscore teams, and they just can't. I mean, dude, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, um, you, you know what was funny to me, KW, was tonight, uh, you know, I saw uh, – uh, you know, Team USA loses to Australia despite Dame's 22. Bro, yeah. I played basketball Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> I had 22 points in the first five minutes that I played. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, I, I, believe I scored 1,500 it. points on Saturday. Yeah. I had 1,500 uh. on Sunday. I literally <laughs> scored from every. I scored from the toilet. I literally, my buddy yeah. said my J was uh, superb, and I was stroking from everywhere. 22 points for Dame. Is that not like a terrible night for day 22? Christ, I had that literally. I have 22 when I'm sleeping and, and making love to my wife. I have 22. I'm not you even don't kidding. Get out of bed. You don't get out of, less, out of bed for less than 33, I'm pretty sure. Look, man, nobody should be, ever be bragging about 22 points in a loss for Team USA. That can absolutely hit the bricks here. And right. if you mean to tell me that, oh, but they don't have Drew Holiday yet. They don't have Devin Booker. Really? Like, that's what we're waiting on? By the way, those guys are going to be spent. They're getting no exhibition games in, and they're going to come in and save this team. Team USA was minus 750 today to win gold. They're down to minus 370. Obviously still monster favorites, should still be big favorites, but they just got their odds cut in half because of how awful they've started their first two games. How can they be favored at all now after losing to Nigeria and Australia? I cannot favor them for anything. Now it's a question of can you beat them at the window like I did today with the 15. I didn't go near that 28 and a half because I was like, Nigeria? What is this, some kind of exhibition game? Literally, I didn't know what it was when it happened. I was like, yeah, I'm not betting on that. And I never even talked about it on on uh, coast to coast or for all events. I just didn't even I didn't even know. Ask mommy. I'm not even lying to you. But really quick before I get out of here, I want to ask you. Uh, I, I'm on like I, I've hit five out of six bets in the finals, and I I'm on the Suns in this game the, uh, tomorrow night or Wednesday night because I just mm -hmm. they do not play two bad games in a row. You know that. I I was the Bucks in Game Three was the easiest money I ever made. How do you feel about Game Four? 
You know, it's really interesting because Phoenix, especially Devin Booker, right? You heavily expect to bounce back. I think the big thing for Milwaukee, though, is they absolutely can and I think will get a big Chris Middleton game at home, which is massive for them. Like, if you look at the box score, like, they won that game comfortably, and their defense finally showed up there. If you get Chris Middleton to finally show up here, and their defense continues to play, the st- I mean, they held that team to 100 points there, Scotty. I I hear you on Phoenix. I have no problem taking those four and a half points here. I think Milwaukee's got plenty good chance, though, to go out there and uh, win this game, cover this game. I'll tell you this. If you're somebody that's looking to back Phoenix and you feel good about this team moving forward, Phoenix minus a game and a half for the series is a real interesting number. Basically, for them to win this series in less than seven games at plus 110 on FanDuel, that is a solid number, man. I, I'm with you. Listen, I think the Bucks can go back to Phoenix in Game 5 and win, and then it goes back mm-hmm. to uh, Milwaukee for Game 6. A lot like uh, when they lost Game 5 at home and went to L.A. and beat the Clippers' ass in that Game 6. I still feel like this thing goes 6 or 7, and I'm totally with you on Middleton. He's had, to me, three bad yeah. games in a row, whereas – Holiday's had the 10, the 17, and the 21. He's actually gotten better. And I think Connaughton's played well. Portis has been a piece for him as well. The fans love Portis. But Middleton's been a huge disappointment. I got 60 seconds respectfully. What do you think? What's wrong with Middleton? Is it it the Suns' defense on him? I think it's just he's an inconsistent performer. I mean, he's got, I think, seven games this postseason. He shot below 37% from the field. And this is the reason why Milwaukee struggled to get to this point before. Scotty, I'll throw it back to you on this, and I'm wondering what you think because we talked about it on the early line this morning. You think Giannis can win finals MVP even if they lose this series? Do I think what? Can you think Giannis can win finals MVP even if they lose the series? Uh, No. No, even though even though I'm with you, I'm down with you on that, that he's had these two incredible games. Three for me, 20 and 17 on a, on a hyperextended left knee is a big game. And then he goes 42 and 41. I think he's going to score 40 again on Wednesday night because they can't stop him at all. It's a great thought on your part, KW, as usual. You're a badass. Uh, we're going to talk more about that here on the bench. I love you, bro. Thanks for coming on tonight. All right, man. They were going through the motions. They were lifeless. I don't like that or condone that at all. I play it straight up, yo. (laughs) My boy, High Heat, just wrote me. He's like, (laughs) he said, Grippy looks like he swallowed. (laughs) Swallowed. (laughs) He said, uh, Grippy looks like he (laughs) swallowed. <laughs> Swallow the air hose. <laughs> no, you know what he looks like. He, he was looks in that, so that, bad, bro. He, well, he, he didn't look terrible. The problem is, like, he was so skinny when he was a player that now he looks like he's you know out of shape and completely fat. Like he's not as big as Frank Thomas, but still, he looks no, like listen. he is compared to what he was. He looks what like he's think, was on like, the Simpsons episode with like where they had like the softball team and they brought in all the ringers. And he, like, drank the special tonic that made him, like, gigantic. All his features, he flew up. That's what it looks like right now. 
that's still the greatest Simpsons episode ever. Like Murphy, they have Mattingly, there's Steve Sachs, like all these guys there, Clemens. I remember. And the whole like song about it too, the whole episode it was great. I remember. There's nothing better than making fun of people the way they made fun of people. <laughs> I'm seeing stars. I'm seeing heaven stars. <laughs> With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.